like Lord of the Rings. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. That theme song was courtesy of Carl. The other stuff playing over the beginning of the theme song was courtesy of me. <laughs> who still can't figure out this part! We are professionals, ladies and gentlemen. We are professionals. Carl, show your cards to the gentlemen and the ladies. Yeah, this is my professional Mike card issued Church of Mike. Oh, you know what? I'm losing you again. Okay, how about now? All right, yeah, better. All right, well, we are streaming this live here on February 25th, 2019. Uh, we watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you. You watch the movie and listen to our podcast at the same time. Oh, it's Sunday the 24th. There we go. Sunday the 24th of yeah. February. So don't that check's not going to clear till tomorrow, Carl. Okay, so I had, yeah, okay, because you wrote the 25th on it. Okay. All right, so yeah, it's the 24th. And we are uh, going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. You will watch the movie with us and listen to us at the same time. You have to. That's, <laughs> that's the point. Carl's from New Jersey. Uh, he's a comedian. Carl, yeah. please let the people know how important it is to watch the movie and listen to us at the same time. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, so thank you for that uh, opportunity to speak on this matter and issue, because it's very important. Uh, you see, we want you to be our friend. Okay, but we're hanging out together. We're not just being friends. So when we hang, we're all together. If you're watching what we're talking about, you're getting the full sense around experience. Do it! I agree. Let's watch a full-length movie. On thank you, Carl. So we are going to watch a movie. What's the movie today, Carl? Uh, today you have chosen Gambling with Souls, 1936. That's what you should YouTube search for. Gambling with Souls. Gambling with Souls. Uh, type that into YouTube. You'll see the 1936 version. And you said it was hosted by? Timeless Classic Movies. Ooh. GCM. Sorry, Carl, for that. It's like a... All right, we are prepared on our end to watch the movie. Okay. Uh, and we have to, uh, what we'll do is we'll have a countdown. How about that? Nice idea. Okay. Okay, okay I lost All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to brumba. Carl's classic joke that I just stole from him. Uh, we have the countdown king himself, host of the podcast, The Edge of Insanity, which you can find on your iTunes or you can listen to it live on muniradio.fm two hours before our show. 
Yeah. Hi, Paul. What's happening, guys? Good to see you or good to hear you. <laughs> All right, Welcome. so Paul is in front of the uh, YouTube. We have clicked the link and we hit pause, and it's paused at 000. When Paul lets you know, go ahead and press play, and we'll watch the movie together. All right, guys, if you've listened to this before, and I know you have, you know the drill. That's right. Put your finger over that triangle, and in three, two, one, go. Ooh. Gambling with souls. It's a J.D. Ray. Oh, it's directed yeah. by J.D.K. as well. No, Purdue. No, he's the producer. El- Elmer Clifton. Oh, Elmer. Elmer. <laughs> That's exactly right. Back then, it was a pretty quick name. Ooh. Oh, yeah, Elmster sure. Elmy. El- Elmster. The Elmster. Elmer Chew. That'll well, be later. Now, this uh, producer, um, he's he was president of Continental Pictures. I mean, he's just a producer of low-budget exploitation films in the 30s and 40s. You know the drill, Mike. You can show some messed up stuff in the end if you say, this is bad, don't do it. You shouldn't do right. this. It's bad. Well, that's that's the rule. That's why I love these movies because they do they do pay for their crimes, and we do get to watch their crimes too. Yeah, we get to watch the crimes. Look what's happening right now, cops. Yeah, they what got a runaway on? case. Oh, yeah. they're raiding a joint. That's right. They're raiding a joint. So this is illegal gambling, uh, then I would imagine. Hence the movie. Right. But People wear tuxedos. Like, can you imagine being the tuxedo rental guy? And they'll be like, I would like to rent a tuxedo being the year 1936. And I'll be like, oh, are you going to the opera? Are you going to an illegal gambling (laughs) den? Right. I'm going to an illegal gambling den. Now, it's gambling, but it's also prostitution. That's a big, big part of it. Oh, well, here's the the prostitution prostitution. uh, suite. Look at this guy. He's spent. Check this guy out. Yeah. He's going to hide under the bed. We're also going to see the mic, the boom mic. Well, he, he paid good money to be under that bed. This dummy hid his big fat stomach underneath that bed. Do you think he's <laughs> oh, Carl, I'll be the same way, man. There'll be no way. <laughs> oh, that officer See? picked that up. Yeah. Oh, he wins. Get your fat ass out of there. See the boom mic shadow to the left on the door? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you found me. You caught me. Uh, you know, uh... I hope the guy came again after that. The cops come. You're like, yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's I get- uh, Molly Murdoch. That's Molly Murdoch. She's Molly Murdoch. Part in this film. Yeah. The man without and fear. He's getting arrested. Oh, that's Matt. That I'm thinking of Matt Murdoch, uh, Daredevil. All right. See everyone in the tuxedos. See, come with me. He's got an axe. Wow, they all have tuxedos. I mean, all they had to do is go to the and tux hats. rental store, the cops. And hats, right. And hatchets. Well, see, Mike, you keep saying the tuxedo rental store. That's our world today. Back then, just they owned it. tuxedos. Crazy. Hey, Carl, keep talking. I'm going to switch microphone, uh, headphones. Okay. Yeah, this is really important to audience. Uh, in today's world, we have tuxedo rental shops because no one's going to own one. Because you go to prom once, right? You have a wedding twice. You know, two times now, you need a prom. There she is. She just shot and killed. She's deranged. What is her backstory? Pray tell. Right. Up here's the newspapers. Uh oh, what's it say? Oh, here's the Morning Sun. Lucky Wilder killed in a gam- his own gambling club. There's the Evening Mail. We covered morning Lucky and night Wilder. papers. Beauty kills gambler, Lucky Wilder. Lucky Wilder? Yeah, he's dead. 
Not so lucky after all. Yeah, not so lucky now. <laughs> Where's your luck now, buddy? Oh, you'll get luck. There she is. This is Ms. May Miller, the killer, May Miller. And the district attorney is trying to get her to confess the killing, which she won't do. She won't do it. My story is innocent. You don't remember. You know, I have to admit, there's right no here, soundtrack behind this movie. Bad. There's more dead air in this movie than on our show. Now, this is really stupid dialogue. Watch him ask these questions. All right. You hear that background? That's the movie. Okay, you know yeah. who I am? Here we but go. But you do know you're Mrs. Miller, don't you? The killer? Yeah, she knows her own name. And you know who I am, don't you? Asshole cop. Yeah. The name of a guy. You're the district attorney. Well, but you don't remember killing you him. Know you know all that. And yet you don't remember killing Frank Wilder. Now, isn't that strange? He's such a moron. How did he get a job? <laughs> he went to law school. He went to law school for that? Oh, man. What a dumb dumb. Husband. May's husband, the doctor. He's a nice man. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of money. So the poor husband in this movie, right? Because his wife went and killed someone? How can he live? Oh, I would love to hear his story. Oh, is so there another? He um, is a medical student who's just now becoming a doctor, so he's not established, so he doesn't have money. Oh, I see. So he she ruined his career. This is a good movie so far. It's really interesting she, about this guy. Uh, I don't know if she ruined his career. No, but. Um. Yeah. Well, you'll see how he plays out. He's well, uh, he's the poor guy. He's the poor guy throughout the whole movie. And they're at a police station, and there's a picture of President Abraham Lincoln on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah. a globe. I wouldn't say that globe is old, but you know, there's like yeah, we know that sea serpents in there. Wrong, and the way it's drawn. Okay, she goes. That woman, Molly Murdoch. She's bum, the bum, one. Okay, bum. flashback. Uh, another flashback of a flashback. So we don't learn why, She's but wearing Molly overalls. and her are good friends. Oh, well, maybe they but went we to nurse school. never learn like how they met or anything. They were they were at the pharmacy having a soda, and that's how they met. There, sitting in the chair, is Carolyn. She's the sister, and we need to know who she is. Now we get to see May naked for no reason, just in her panties. Right, which no is right reason. now. It's a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's something really weird. The uh, the vanity that you see there. Oh, I'm, that not, I'm looking at the vanity in, right now. That would go on to be appear in Reefer Madness. Oh, interesting. Wait, Reefer Madness was 1933 or 36? Same year. Yeah, this movie does fit the whole scare films of the 1930s. Reefer One Madness, more thing that's interesting Sesame about that Youth. Reefer Madness connection, the vanity will appear in Reefer Madness, but the person who owns it is the character's also named May. Huh. May, May's a tea head, I guess. She's a gambling and marijuana freak. <laughs> right. M A E. Marijuana and everything. <laughs> the bet. house that we're in right now. It would go on to also appear in Slaves in Bondage. 1937, same director, same producer. Man, <laughs> he just shot it in his house. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm the babysitter. Great, bring the kids upstairs to the second floor. We're shooting it out here. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put you in bondage, slave. <laughs> I beg your pardon. 
Look at her pouting out butt. Okay, so now we're establishing that the doctor husband's a great guy. He's a great because guy. Because a concerned mom is calling saying, my son is sick. House call, please. And he goes, I have to leave, baby. <laughs> Some kids got polio. <laughs> hey, Take horny housewife called off. me. I have to make a house call. Oh, be careful. Oh, what is a girl to do all alone? Gamble. Mm, well, I could go gambling. Oh, now we're back at the police station. Yeah. Yeah. So she's done with the flashback in her flashback. Well, she's accusing Molly Murdoch, and it's the honest truth, of like being the one who hooked her and got her in the trouble uh-huh. for her own profit. Yeah. Look, I know the story. I sued Scratchers. It's not going to work out for her. <laughs> Scratch your eyes out. Roll them. Okay, Roll. here's something really weird about our... It's, it, this, this 1936 America, it's almost like a different country. It has such a different culture than we so have. So weird. We are at a lawn party for the rich, and they're watching a boxing match. Oh. Oh, at the Ritz? The hotel? Ritz. The mon- the wealthy, the wealthy. We are at a oh. garden party club. I got wealthy you. people. Yeah. And for their entertainment, they didn't get a clown. They got a boxing match. Is this a boxing match to the death? Oh, look at that. They've thrown the footage in there. You can see it says photo stock uh, written over it. Yep. So what's happening here is is um, May is uh, playing cards like bridge. It's kind of like gambling. I don't know. There's gambling in it somehow. It's a four-player game. And uh, this Molly Murdoch is her friend. And... and she makes sure that May wins. Ah, because then she's like, it, "You're on a winning streak. You should come to the club and win more." It's Molly's game. Molly's game. Whoa! And the boxing match is over. <laughs> Goodbye, plot point. That was a good boxing match. They should f- right now she's doing it. She's like, you've been lucky today. If I were you, I'd follow through. Yeah, got to play what do you through. Mean? What does that mean, follow through? Oh, you got to let it ride. Yeah, you got to let it ride, darling. Yeah. Go bet on something else. All righty. I'll go to the illegal gambling den in my local town and gamble on roulette. Mm-hmm. So right now she's saying to the guy like, Oh, how innocent I was. Oh, what an easy mark. I wanted the luxuries my husband could not afford. You were struggling so hard. Oh, but she just wanted the cash. Right. The high life. Now, this director worked with D.W. Griffin. Griffith. Oh. D.W. Griffith. Yeah, they were both in the clan. Well, yes. He actually, this Elmer Clifton, the director, was an actor at the time. He appeared in Birth of a Nation. Uh-huh. And another D.W. Griffin that's not, oh, Intolerance. Oh, Intolerance. Which, you know what, I, isn't that like nine hours? It's a nine-hour movie, I, I think. I don't know. I never saw it. Of course I saw Birth of a Nation, but... Where, where did you see Birth of a Nation? Was that school? No, it was um, Netflix. Not streaming. I got it, you know, in DVD in the mail. Oh, I got you. Yeah, you know, uh, I was watching a uh, Kino Cinema has a five DVD collection of early African-American films. 
and mm-hmm. it, the earliest is like 1915 and there's some great it's, it's great stuff and there was one director Oscar Malou with the X at the end good French name yeah. he made a film uh, in response in 1920 to Birth of a Nation and uh, uh-huh. it was good it was like oh, look at the butts look, at the, look butts. at the butts sorry I was talking about let's get to the butts TNA. Uh, we're going to see the shadow of more camera equipment. They have like a camera <laughs> on a track. You can see the, the shadow of the cameraman's hand as he tried to reach for these butts. What a different culture it was, you know? Yeah. They'd have a nightclub with the floor show. So you would get a tuxedo. You would own a tuxedo to go and watch some uh, can-can. Well, everyone owned a hat. Everyone owned a suit jacket. You didn't. That's what you wore, suit jacket. Uh, excuse me, Taylor. I would like to alter my tuxedo. I am uh, going to the opera. Oh, all right. So let me remove your hooch ja- uh, pocket, your money band pocket. See, today when you go to the tailor, they do custom work and stuff. But back then, like there's a tailor on this block. There's a tailor on that block. Right. You pop in for what's equivalent to our 50 cents. You'd have a button stitched on. Like it was a different kind. Huh. Everyone would go out somewhere even if that meant the baseball park like somewhere if you were going out shopping at macy's you would get on your jacket right but you would but i'm I'm talking about moments you need a tuxedo in the 1930s to legal gambling yeah uh speakeasies i guess well prohibition's over but okay (laughs) uh world war one uh meetings (laughs) that was the 1910s (laughs) yeah you're oh 36 hitler's uh just just getting born here Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, actually, I, I have to mention, I know that today is on the 24th of uh, February, it, are the Oscars yeah. today. And one of the yeah. films that got nominated is a live documentary called uh, Live at the, uh, fuck, what was it? Madison Square Garden. It was like Live Night at the Garden. And it's a uh-huh. seven-minute film, and it's available online, I believe, nightatthegarden.com. And okay. it's about a American Nazi rally that was held in Madison Square Garden. It was filmed. Wow, that's fascinating. And it's just the footage of it. It's it's in Night you know, a at giant, the garden. Thank you. Where can a, I find that? I believe it's. They have the domain name. Well, we'll I'll type it up at the end of this movie. Uh, okay. But I believe it's the nightatthegarden.com. Night I'll, I'll I'll look at it right now. Uh, okay. And they have the full seven minute of the movie, which is one of the shortest uh, documentaries to be nominated for the Oscars. Mm. Since the 30s, I think. But yeah, it's uh, it had they have apparently there's a it's giant, a vine. It's a what? No, no, it's, it's a, a vine. Uh, it's a it's a vine, right? It's a seven second like, documentary. Yeah, but I mean, in documentaries, like it's multiplied. It's seven minutes, not seven seconds. All right, I'm typing this, Carl. In... So what's going on here is we're just establishing that Lucky is a jerk. The and gangster. You owe me money. Okay, also, we're here, establishing here we go. that Molly it's... is in cahoots with them so I just want to follow up if you go to a night at the garden.com you will see a vine posting I believe it's vine of the entire seven minute film which is nominated for best documentary short subject for today's Oscars okay and if you want to see other like free full length movies when it comes to the Oscars sometimes you can find a generous site that hosts the animation shorts especially after mm-hmm. the Oscars are over and so you could you know maybe you could find some of the other shorts stuff that you, that just might post for free you know from last year on online so keep your eyes peeled if you give a shit 
You know where I found some really good shorts? Um, at, at Goodwill. They were the three bucks. Oh, that's nice. Slightly used. Slightly used, but yeah. nobody was going to check me out, you know. <laughs> Irregulars, I'll say. <laughs> Irregulars, you should see the shape of my ball sack. So yeah. here we have um, the first time that she's duped. She's, they're going to now pretend to make her win. He's like, oh, I am the owner of it. He winks at the guy. He goes, why don't you bet on the double zeros? Double zeros, what's that? And she wins. Oh, they rigged it. Right, and she's going to like be up $5,000. Uh-oh. But you see, they are going to get her down, so she owes and in deep water, so husband can't know, and then she's going to work for them. Oh, really? Like paint houses? Yeah, like uh, doing... Ooh, hang on, hang on, shut up. She's got to get her money out of her garter. <laughs> Holy fuck. Gratuitous. <laughs> no, no, it's, no, it's 1936. It isn't 1890. No, I'm sorry, Carl. She back. lifted her dress up. She had a silk stocking on. And when she She's... proceeded to put her hand down with money, this stuff's on video now on the 21st century. <laughs> thoroughly modern Millie. Oh, I love thoroughly modern Millie. You know what I like about her? It's her consistency. What? She's thoroughly modern. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Oh, the thing... The things they do today is so racy. Have you ever heard of her counterpart? Totally old school militant? (laughs) If you ever saw the video Anaconda, Uh you know, with with what's her name, then those people saw it. It's like, sorry, Molly, Millie, you know, thoroughly modern Billy. Sorry, you're not a whore. Wait till you see our generation. I don't think I've ever seen Anaconda or Anaconda's the sequel. Okay, so I don't mean that. I mean there's a video of a song by... Sir Mix-a-Lot? My <laughs> Anaconda? Well, she certainly does mix a lot, but no. Oh, J-Lo's. No. She was, she was one of those people on Wait, did, American Idol. Did, did May just lose all the money? An easy life, like it's jealous of their man. Okay, no, we're back in the future, and uh, again, the <laughs> district attorney's saying douchey things. I suspect, suspect now that you're in this alternative future, you should check out Fifth Tannen's Museum. <laughs> Remember Devo? They used to, they had the album with Spuds, and it was that great album with, like, um, I Am Cowboy Kim. Cowboy Kim, I Am. It was Peekaboo album. Oh, Peekaboo, sure. On the front cover, there was a potato spud and they were in those you could only see their busts right like the shoulders remember <sighs> that's what she's wearing that what that circular thing yeah she's missing the the flower pot on her head yeah right yeah. the dog bowl i have cowboy can you're right she's not devo is she not well we she is devo she is <laughs> she is not devo d-e-v-o <laughs> she is not Oh, man. Devo would be good about now. Let's call Devo to pretend we're a corporation. Can you do a uh, corporate gig for us? Okay. Mike Mothersborough or something? Mark Mothersborough. Yeah, he does Rugrats. Oh, yeah. He's a sound guy nowadays. Yeah, I think he could take a ribbing from us. I'm sure he could go home to his (laughs) vault of coins and not worry about us. Peekaboo! Do you hear of Devo 2.0? It was like a Disney uh, records release of kids singing Devo songs where they changed the words. Oh, 
they changed the words even. Yeah, it's a beautiful world, and it's for me. <laughs> for me. For me. It's a beautiful world. And for me. Nice to be alive. <laughs> I think the other one, you know, Carl, I remember hanging out, listening to Devo with you at Gerald Place in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we were, you were reenacting the song about, there was a poem from ancient Rome. Right, right, right. That was uh, freedom of choice. Yeah. (laughs) You were reenacting the the poem was about a dog who found two bones and he licked the one, he licked the other. And then he went crazy because he couldn't decide which bone he wanted. So he went insane. Right. And dropped it. And they dropped it. Yeah, you reenacted it. Now what Molly's doing, I'm sorry to interrupt you, it's just such a plot point. Molly is now calling up all her whores and saying, you're on call tonight. On call. Yeah. And it was um, like, this is 13 checking in. 13? You have an appointment at 1030. So now we see that Molly's really a two-faced bitch, man. She's like pretending to be this lady's friend and hooking her into gambling so she can get herself another whore. Oh, oh Molly's game. Yup. Oh, they've invited May to a boxing match, and they have rigged it so that the owner of the club, Lucky, who she'd go on to kill, just happens to be sitting in the next seat. Oh, what a coincidence. We're bumping into each other. Lucky you. And it's a, it's a wrestling match. It's not boxing. This is class here. Hey, yeah, that's right. This is much classy. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah. mankind. Oh, oh, that was <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, oh, yeah, that is some... That's not even 1950s box. Oh, what a hell. Lucky Clearly, we were watching stock footage, right, as you know. Yeah. But what's funny is this film became stock footage. Oh. Uh, let's see here. This was uh, in a movie. Hmm. Where is it? Where is it? Well, they do have a lot of extras in the background. I finally found it. There's a movie called uh, Teenage in 1944, and it was another exploitation film by the same, like, group of people. And so this footage, like, ended up in there. Like, just shots of a gambling club, shots of a... How funny. A speaking... Uh, that's the wrong word, but... Uh, Flues a gin joint. A legal yeah, gin joint. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So a, like uh, all these house. backgrounds, and all, so did these actresses end up in it. Just like, Trust like a guy walks in the long. room and he looks to his left, and then we see a shot of gambling with souls. Then he looks to his right and we see a <laughs> shot of cowboy sleeps with. tonight. A JDK production. Yeah, man, wrestling. Now, I'm sorry to interrupt you. She's got slipped a Mickey here. Oh, she's drinking that orange punch. Ooh, yeah. She's really feeling her drink right now. Oh she's boy. getting all happy. So she's going to lose money while they had to throw a Mickey in her drink and get her to gamble? Now, look, see, she's coming home. We've all been there. Coming yeah, home after loopy. a big night of drinking. You just uh, feel good. Yeah. in the house. What a great wrestling match. You get out some fried chicken that's cold from the fridge. You turn <laughs> on some stupid Tom Cruise movie. Nom, nom, nom. I like to take the cold pizza crust and dunk it in the leftover coffee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just like Nothing better than... Well, yeah. I don't know why you... No, no, you have to have hot steaming coffee, but leftover pizza is... A, okay, look at her, man. She da, is high da, as a kite. Da, 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 da. 
At least they don't have this song where she takes her clothes off. Now, the truth is, this does nothing for our plot. And uh, what was the big thing oh, they gained from getting her, like, high on morphine? What was the thing they gained? Well, it's just that we dance. can see a girl get undressed. Well, yeah. You know, I guess morphine has his advantages, <laughs> right? Good old yep. morphine. See, I like morphine for other Holy fuck. She just took her dress off. Yeah, and yeah. if you're a fiend, you take that, you're going to be more fiend. Now, I guess uh, you, you can't see, my pr- the print is so bad, it kind of almost looks like she's naked in a way. I think she's topless. I'm going to go call it. I just think maybe she, the projection is not done. topless. She's not, she's, she's wearing not like a topless. skin, but she's, she's supposed to be topless? Wait, she's... Yeah. She is top. No, she is not topless. She's wearing some kind of clam bra that doesn't have a strap. The censors were never allowed. Fuck the censors! They were around in 1936. This is a yes, moral film, were. Carl. They're all over the internet, and my research was this was this was the 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 censors immediately hated She's wearing this, a bra, and it got it got relegated to grindhouses. Oh no. Do you mean your grandfather jerked off to this film? <laughs> the old grindhouse? Whoa, she disappeared. Whoa, the projectionist took that shot. That's the Star Trek, uh, you know, she beamed up. That's yeah, she beamed Star up. Trek. Now, that's when connection. the projectionist cuts the sexy stuff out of the film and keeps it for themselves. Now, this actress didn't go on to do much. She was in something called Lightning Strikes West. She wrote it. She was the screenplay nice. writer for it. And in 1950, she was uncredited in Prehistoric Women. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) So in that teenage film, she also appears in there, but she's uncredited. I love the uncredited. There's two people here who are super uncredited. Uh, One is Carolyn, her sister, and we'll talk about her later. Well, tell me more about Teenage Year, because I might want to see it, if it's a film where they cut up other films from a decade ago. Okay, so... Teenage was also from this um, Continental Pictures. It was J.D. Kendis, the guy who produced this. Okay. And <clears throat> it's um, uh, one place says it's 1943, and the other place says it's 1944. And it's basically about a teenager, a girl, of course, who like gets out from under her parents' wing, and when she does, she freak it. She freaks, you know, and does everything. You know, has the bad boyfriend, and um, and the only thing that's the tie to this is there's archive footage. Like, like I said, like the guy would walk in the room and he'd look to the left and he looked to the right. You know, and they just do the whole scene with him standing in the corner as if he was in a gambling club. Now, again, here's another scene that has nothing to do with anything. There's a uh, woman we'll never meet yeah. again. Oh and no! She's taking a call from. She's lounging uh, around the couch uh, in her she's underwear. She's taking a call from Molly about the prostitution stuff. Well, she's on call because she has to stand by the phone and take the call. Exactly right. Yeah, lie down on the phone. All right, wait for the call. She's like number 14 calling in. It's Hello. Like you can knock off now. Any Johns? No Johns. Bye. Oakley doakley. Click. Wait a minute. I know. Oh, Molly's calling back. Well, no, she's going to call May. She gets an idea like, hey, yes, I got to work it. on this broad, too. Oh, right. Wow, she is pimp hand, hand is strong. 
as they now what's going to happen now she's like come to the club tonight we'll have a great time and she's like well i can't i really don't have any money and then may's going to go don't worry about that i'll give you some money but oh molly said it to me or may say that to molly molly says it to may molly who's tricking may by the way this is a says um hi wife i went away for a while so if you want to go out and get ill i won't even know about it huh mario thank you for visiting me but i'm in the other castle love princess peach so what happens is may goes to the club and molly's like oh well i didn't mean i would loan you money i always just get an iou from the club and then she'll pretend to be getting one of her own oh but she traps her in there may will get into debt tonight's the night and then she has to become a prostitute. Yes. Uh, it takes a little more. It's a rocky road, but that's where it leads. And then she kills Lucky. And then the worst, she gets caught. Oh, look at the dresses she are nice. She kills Lucky and totally gets caught. You'll see why she kills Lucky. She's motivated. Now, so we've seen Lucky wear a tuxedo at the wrestling match. You're telling me that's the same tuxedo yeah. he wears right now? He's wearing right now? Yeah. Be- people back in this day would yeah. re-wear the same clothing all the time because they didn't have money for a bunch of suits. Now, Lucky, I'm sure, has seven suits, one for each day because he's a successful business. Well, you need one for the illegal casino. You need one for the rest- right. indoor wrestling The match. boxing. The outdoor boxing. Uh, then you need the a lawn f- party. Lawn party. So you need like a tuxedo. You're right, for every occasion. And there's there's a formal at the school dance. <laughs> He's chaperoning. He doesn't realize that his daughter's dating Peter Parker. Wait a minute. I'm the vulture. <laughs> that means what? <laughs> that weakling. How come Peter Parker, like all the criminals are friends with him, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, the Green Goblin. Like Green Goblin. That's the one where thinking of but there there are other examples oh, the, venture, uh, the vulture and the la- and the last lag of action one and then the cartoon movie uh his uncle is a bad guy that's not the uncle movie. ben no 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 this is a different uncle into the spidey verse um i always loved the way like uncle ben was in spider-man then he dies in the very first episode but the guy was smart he used his fame and he launched that thing of rice Oh, that's right, Uncle Benny. He sold out. I would say. I don't blame him for selling out. He he was he was killed off in the first episode. I remember an old National Lampoon joke. What's white and crawls up your legs? <laughs> what? Uncle Ben perverted rice. Perverted. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. So Uncle Ben, yeah, he uh, he sold out. His last wish was to get a deal selling rice box rice to people. Oh, well, here we are. Hello, we're all smiles. This is before the the loss. Well, she's still winning again. As a matter of fact, she's up thousands. I kind of don't understand. It's. I think they just want the film to go on because it's time to... Pull the now it's not the time to... They already did this to her. She should have realized it was a sting when they, when they people were walking around going, Oh my God, this whole gambling operation is a sting. <laughs> you got Sting in reverse, though, because oh, really? Sting yeah, is like... setting up and capturing. Well, you, did you ever see the movie The Sting? 
I did see the movie. This, oh, well, that was not. A, oh, oh, you're right. I mean, I guess I'm thinking only of a police sting. Right. Uh, the sting was a rip. Yeah, you're right, of course. Oh, wait a minute. I was thinking of the sting, too. That was Oceans 2. That was Oceans 2. I was, oh, no. I'm, I was thinking of uh, the sting 2, the sequel, which is where they did it again. Um, who was Robert Redford's partner? Was it Paul Newman? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it was Oceans 2. There were two of them. So what we're learning here is she won a lot, and she got her own car, and she had nice dresses, and now she's finally going to lose. Uh, here's the roulette wheel. Wheel of misfortune. Did you see that fish burger? Yeah. Yeah, Carl and I had a. Oh, Carl ran uh, had a great public Everybody access. Everyone knows. Yeah. You always backstory it for those first time listeners. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm listen to the background of this. Guy. So she's she lost it all. Yeah, that's right. All right, just gotta get a drink, clear my head, rub my hand against my head, shake it off. Yeah. Oh, she's an actress. She. Really oh, will. I'm gonna snarl. Oh, I regret, nodding in regret. She would go on to be in Prehistoric Women, 1950. Uncredited as the old crowed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really the sister Carolyn who shines as uncredited. She has no credits except for this one in which she has a credit. Okay, so now it's going to happen. Now she's going to be in front of uh, Lucky Wilder and owe money. And also, she's going to realize for the first time, May is a backstabbing skunk Wait. I'm here because May tricked me Molly tricked her oh excuse me sorry yes Molly yeah. Molly you're getting these two you know what, flappers I know what you confused why Molly's you know game why yeah and there's May well actually uh, my daughter's middle name is May as well Molly May you're kidding no so wow. I named it after the two stars of uh, Gambling with Souls I named my daughter that this is why I believe in Jesus. Coincidences like this, they just can't be. That you would do a movie with the same name, it's too impossible. Uh, or there's limited combinations of everything. You wanted uh, to see my boobs? Yes, please, yes, come please in. Yes, please, bring them in. Sit them down. Sit them down. Oops, dropped a pencil. So now Lucky is going to play it cool. He's like, oh, so you owe me $10,300. How would you like to pay? <laughs> oh, well, let me just, yikes. <laughs> Do you accept diner card club? You could give me a check now, or we could arrange to pick up payment tomorrow. <laughs> and she's like, I don't have that kind of money. I have. And he goes, oh, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you. You just see in his face, he goes, hmm, you don't. I'm pretending. I didn't expect you to say that. Hmm. <laughs> what a sly dog. I have a, can I, can I give you my clout.com points? No, I'm sorry. Your clout.com points are no, are worthless here. <laughs> what about my Groupon? So what he's saying now is, don't worry, I'll just go get it from your husband. He's a doctor, right? And oh, she's like, well, uh, uh, uh. oh no, the shame. Oh, here comes the yeah. story again of the husband. Because the husband's a story. Yep. <clears throat> she disgraced her husband. The husband. Right. 
Well, I would just say, good, tell that fucking loser I fucking got ripped off by you fuckers, right? I mean, <laughs> is oh, honey, I'm glad we were able to repay the man who put me through prostitution. <laughs> well, she hasn't yet. She hasn't oh. yet. Here comes Molly's to smooth her up. Right. What's the matter? I lost $10,000, and you know I can't pay any such sum as that. Oh, don't worry about it. Here, take a drink. Yeah, drink and shuffle the way. You always yeah. do. It's not hey. Mickey this time. You know that million-dollar tailor? He's wild about you. Why don't you let him take you out? I didn't introduce the character million-dollar tailor. Well, I uh, see, there were tailors around here. I'm not far off. So he's... Yeah, right. We talked about tailors, right? Yeah. And this, I guess he does well in his business. He's a million-dollar tailor. <laughs> he tailors millions of dollars. Okay, so there's this character, and we he's met him, and they were he was at the lawn party and stuff, and his name is Mr. Taylor, and they call him a million dollars. So his, his name is Million his, Dollar Taylor. Oh, I got you. He's not really, his occupation is not a tailor, it's just his name is Taylor. That's right. His and first name is Taylor, or his last name is Taylor? Hang on a sec, first name Taylor, or last name Taylor? Last name Taylor. He's Mr. Taylor. Oh, wow. Million Dollar Taylor. Million Dollar Taylor. I mean, I think he's primed for a comeback a name like that. Million oh, Dollar Taylor? I want you to meet your date, May Miller the Killer. <laughs> and in this corner, Million Dollar Taylor. Oh. Staying in at 200 oh. British pounds. Didn't they have the movies back in 1936? I mean, were your only choices indoor wrestling, outdoor boxing, and gambling? For entertainment? No, but, I mean, there was, uh, you could go to see a Broadway-type show. I mean, okay. Oh, here we go. You can see this show. Hey-oh, I'm the old-timey crooner, and I'm here to croon to you. To the side of my mouth with a megaphone, I'm crooning <laughs> to you. <laughs> oh, you're crooning. Crooning to me. <laughs> See, all you have to do is sit through two hours of this show until something inspired happens. <laughs> she's out of here. Now she's going to have a car crash because she's so... Distraught or drunk know, again? Drugged out? Well, I guess she is drunk uh, she always seems to be but wasn't she doing morphine she has a she's fucked up dude yup <laughs> here we are next scene I've heard that word before don't ever pin your faith on luck it's dangerous oh you just feel like that because is that the nurse is having a smoke I know she's playing on makeup uh, no this is this is Carolyn the sister oh this is your, your she, girlfriend she's the one who's like uncredited in every role. Maybe she took her name off this movie. Ever put money ahead of happiness. Oh, baloney. You have money and you've been having a swell time. She's good. <laughs> She's the young... Don't make the mistakes that I did, darling. Oh, nothing. I guess I'm just upset. Well, honey, you can't upset um, me. I just want you to know, in 1930, Carolyn was on in Paramount on Parade um, huh. as Chorus Girl. <laughs> but th- those are tough jobs. I mean, that's a that's a pretty professional thing. 
Yeah, well, that was just the beginning role for her, that kind of extra thing. She went on in 1931 to be in Little Caesar oh. as nightclub patron. Was she like uh, pizza patron number four? Yeah, she was Little Caesar Caesar. patron. Yeah, pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. Little Caesar, Caesar. And roll him. Pizza, pizza. Oh, he's so funny on set. He's always saying pizza and then pizza. Oh, he's great. But you know what? That spear that he's holding, sometimes it hits me in the eye, and I'm like, I just want to get a slice from it. Have you ever Check stuck? this out. Check this out. All right. Success finally came to Carolyn, okay, in 1933 when she appeared in the movie you know so well, King Kong. Oh, she favorite, <laughs> as New York theater goer. Oh, come on, Carl. This is, that's a good movie. I'm here to see a giant ape on stage because the boxing match has been canceled. <laughs> please, I, sorry. Please do not uh, do not disturb the beast. I, excuse me. Can you uh, adjust my tuxedo? I'm going to see a giant ape handcuffed to on stage on Broadway. Listen, mister, my name is Mr. Taylor. I'm not an actual tailor, right? <laughs> yeah. Your million dollars is no good here. I already got a million dollars. Right. <laughs> oh, your million dollar tailor. Listen, would you have my slacks? <laughs> okay, um, so now they're plotting, and what they're doing is they're giving million dollar tailor, who finances them, a little gift. And it's her for the night. Oh, that's the gift. Yep. Because there's honor among thieves. This movie is missing like Charles. Charles, They need like Charles Bronson or uh, Jason Statham or Bruce Willis as like, I'll protect you. You know, like the the driver. I guess that formula hadn't been. No, there was no avenging angel, uh, uh, you know, (laughs) guy to save the prostitute movies. So now the husband is like, okay, because you crashed your car, the man's going to, they want to, oh, it's not that scene, excuse me. Now she's telling the good news that he's won a trip to Chicago, not one, he's been invited to a conference where he's going to talk about his new brain surgery technique, seriously. Oh. And she's like, oh, great, a trip away is just what I need right now. And then he goes, no, 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 you're not coming. (laughs) Honey, that's terrific. Are you taking a rocket there? Honey, I'm a brain surgeon, not a rocket scientist. (laughs) (laughs) That joke, yeah. Okay, but this frees her up tonight to go out with Million Dollar Taylor. So there they are having a nice drink on the I hope you enjoyed it, this drink. I didn't roofie it. God, a lot of movies we watch, people get Mickeys in their drinks. Yeah, she got, you know, the thing is, she got slipped to Mickey, but, you know, it made her high. Like, she was right. happy the whole night. She, she, like, she so could wait to take her clothes it was, off. It wasn't malicious. Huh. Things are different back then. This is such a different world, Carl. You're so right. I can't imagine this <laughs> nightclub. I can't imagine uh, King Kong on stage. I can't imagine any of this shit. <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? Get to see Giant Ape, eighth wonder of the world. Oh, there's only seven wonders of the world, mister. Yeah, not, a, not anymore. Checked out the local news. Extra, extra. Mid-afternoon yeah, extra. edition. Say, word on the street is you've got an eighth wonder. Step right <laughs> this way, pal. Yeah. Well, what's it to you, pal? You kind of an eighth wonder lover? 
What are you, one of them wonder lovers? What are you talking? <laughs> oh, I just think Pico, Matu Pico is lovely. That's all. Yeah. Don't yeah. get sore now. Uh, who doesn't marvel at a pyramid? Okay, buddy. Okay, I'm just kind of messing your chops. What you got, beef, pal? <laughs> the eighth wonder of the world in this. Now, yeah. Yeah. This it's the real Mickey now. Million Dollar Taylor says, "I'll loan you a thousand dollars. Why don't you come by my apartment? I have lots of cash there, and we'll pick it up." So she says, "Okay," and he gets there and no. says, "Here." I once Bring had this. a friend, a broker friend, huh. to try to get me to invest in a refrigerating plant. Interesting. I wasn't interested. This is foreplay back then. <laughs> well, this isn't... In a second, it's going to go down. So, yes, this is Oh, wait, foreplay. she is drugged out. There she is. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, boy. You know the director did that to say it's a sloppy story. Look at her, man. She's really... Yeah, she's unconscious and he's kissing her. Oh, there you go. A little trigger warning on this film. She's just like, it's like some sort of morphine thing. She's just like, oh, so she's like, no, no, but it's going to be yes. She's got her husband. Oh, here's a silhouette yeah. of it. Oh, and then we get uh -oh. to see the gown get tossed. Oh, something gets you. dropped on the floor. Waiting for oh, the other shoe to drop. That's you. a bra. That's her bra. Hey, -o. Yep. Uh, Any hose? Yeah, another Vanny hose. That's the right arm. What else? She has Bracelet. One of those, she's a two-legged girl. Here we go. Full oh. shoulder nakedness. Yeah, above the shoulder nakedness. Uh-oh, here comes the dress on the floor. And three, two. Boom. Ooh, panties. Yeah. You can tell from the skin marks on it. Oh, silhouette. That's her slip. Oh. She's fired? Yeah, here's your pink slip. You dropped your pink slip. Don't give me that pink slip. Here's your severance point. Uh, he's wearing his assault tuxedo. Yeah, she's out of it. She's... By lame clone, that implies a missionary. She oh, just... she just had sex. Yeah. E. Unconsensual. Well, she knew what was happening. I guess. Now look, this no. is a good day for her. Good day for her because she comes down to get $1,000 at a debt. That's great. Only nine thousand. Can you imagine if that $10,000 was 1936 money? That would just yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. $10,000 now. now. Uh, $1,000 in 1966 is $10,000 today. So. Wow. $100 million. Well, no, because it didn't. It wasn't until 1970 that the... Inflation flew. Yeah. It's used but to still. see... This movie cost a nickel back then to watch and to make. Not to watch, to make. <laughs> yeah. So now he's saying, um, you know, okay, just like you said, okay... Uh, that's a thousand dollars. You still owe me nine. And she's like, I don't have it. So he goes, look, million dollar Taylor's a good friend of mine. I know what you did last night. We can easily tell your husband that you cheated. Oh no, not the husband. The movie plot's coming back again. This poor husband spurned. Look at Molly. Molly, she's just she smoking. Goes, You're going to take orders from Molly now. Look at, she realizes Molly's the one who tricked her. She set it up. I was a lure, a bait, a chip. Uh, you're right. 
that's what happens right now. Oh, oh, I was chum. I was bait. I was a wiggling worm on a hook. I was another <laughs> and of the sort. I was meant to She's purchase talking fish. to the husband. I wanted to tell you. Me. I hated those phone calls. I couldn't see you hurt. I was afraid it would ruin your career. Dr. Horror. Dr. Husband of a Hooker. You see her uh, acting, you can tell why she went on to prehistoric women. <laughs> Is his name Dr. Frank? And people would introduce him, Carl, as Dr. Frankenhooker? <laughs> That's right. Frankenhooker. Now, Carolyn was a great star. She went on to do a movie in 1940, Stardust, as Autograph Seeker. <laughs> <You're> just... <laughs> Autograph. Do I get a line? No, no line. No, no, no. Uh, I believe. I can't say, would you please give me your autograph? No, it's implied. It's implied. Got your book. It's implied. Yeah. All right. And action. I said action. Oh, well, yeah. I, I, the I'm waiting for the star to give me uh, for me to ask for my autograph. No, you ask him for the autograph. Okay, now check it out. Now All check right. it out. We are no longer in a nice, swanky club. No, this is like We're a... We're in a crappy place. And Carolyn is kind of slumming it. Oh, Carolyn the sister? The sister. Is she dancing? Well, no. She's just totally, without explanation, out with a bunch of scumbag people. Huh. There she is. Hey! Come on. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Let me back up. Let me yeah. back up. There's our hero, May, as a call girl, and she's out with some guy who's like a scumbag in a scumbag club, and she's going to bump into Carolyn. And she's going to say, sis, how can you do this? Right. Okay, here we go. Okay, so this is a weird thing. This Listen to the sound. I'm to be a fan dancer out there in Florida show. I'm a fan dancer fan, you know. Oh, really? It's like George Bush. Yes, don't do that. I had measles when I was three years old. Careful. <laughs> what? Yeah, it sounds like uh, George W. and his wife, Laura. This is a hooker, and she's trying to hook, and this guy's just like a... a What's the word? Rube. He's, he's uh, like a not yeah, a fish. He's off the farm, yeah. Yeah. He's a hayseed. Yeah, he's a hayseed. That's right. He's a rubeski. He's gonna, hey, she's going to rube one out. what are you doing with my hat there? Let's listen. He's okay. such an idiot. Let's you like the hat? Uh, well, you give me your address, and I get home, I'll send you a couple. I have a couple old ones up in the attic. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, geez, don't do that. Now she runs away with Say, her that's for no mine. You gotta chase her. Right into the bedroom. Hey, wait a Well, this is back where Hello, it's all Hello. 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 Hello.
And then they make a joke because the guy's like, we're going to ruin the joint, this joint's reputation. <laughs> That's a good one. This place is so bad. Ladies and gentlemen, we now present Lucky's Open Mic, hosted by Mike Spiegelman. Thank you, thank you. And I also want to thank Carl for not accepting the uh, host gig, allowing me to... <laughs> you suck. Okay, now, um, the doctor, her husband, oh. for some reason, is, is going to end up at this club. Maybe he was called there. I'm not sure how he gets there. Huh. But he's going to show up, and it's not going to be pretty. She's pretty wasted. Oh, boy. Have a drink, pal. She's like a zombie. Yeah, she hates her life. I mean, she's going through it like a... Right, like a zombie. Well, her soul. She has no soul now. They ga she gambled with it. Yeah, listen, if there's a movie called Gambling with Souls, I expect the fucking devil front and center taking souls. I don't want this whimsical, like, oh, it's just an analogy about gambling. Soul. Yeah. Okay, now our little whore goes into a room. <laughs> uh-huh. The same room we've seen before. the guy, I guess, bangs her in there. I don't know why. I think this is where she's waiting to get... One beer, Bang. one milk. Oh, wait. Okay, but this is what it is. Molly, when she became a whore, she had the decency to just run away from home and not trick her husband behind. Oh, I see. Okay, so Carolyn is looking for her sister with the husband. Oh, so now they just seated themselves in the seated uh, club with well, the hotel upstairs. For some reason, Molly and Lucky came in. I don't know why. They would be at their club doing their work. Why are they here? There she is. Look. Whoa. I have a brand new girl to dance with you. Hello. Oh, dancing girl. Dancing not a girl. Dance. I got the crew to you. I see you <laughs> dancing at the local gin joint. She's not dancing, though. She's putting her legs. You know what I mean? She's doing yeah. gymnastics. But she's like lifting her legs up. And uh, I've been trying to pause it, but. Now look, that Lucky is giving Carolyn the eye and making her very uncomfortable. Huh. He's wearing a tux for this, too. Yeah. And I bet you it's freshly laundered. He's a rich businessman. Oh, look yeah. Look at my butt, she says. Uh-huh. Oh, oh. Everyone. Uh, She's being clap, carried clap, away clap, leg clap. by leg. Oh, Yay. I can see under her I dress. I am a stereotype Italian immigrant, eh? Hot the mama. I got to see under her dress. <laughs> Look at my bush. <laughs> it's 1936. You yeah. know this is growing out of control. Trench mouth. Okay, fight. Another fight. Right. Oh, ooh, that was a good punch. Yeah, it was. That was right in the solar... Carolyn uh, likes it. They, I think they're just speeding it up. Oh, how drab, a boxing match outside the ring. I guess I'll watch. <laughs> yeah, they're so conditioned you know, to watching like, fights, they're just watching it. Right. It doesn't have anything to do with the plot. We've already established this as a low-class joint, and we've right. seen fights. But these ladies love it because they're... Oh, oh got is a knife. knife? Knife. That's not a knife. What the fuck are you talking about? This Ugh. is a knife. Crocodile Dundee. Oh, oh help. disappeared. Run away. I've, I've stabbed someone. Oh, now he went into the hooker alley. 
hallway. Yeah, he went down Hooker Alley. Okay, there. I guess he was the date from before. Oh. Uh, so he's hiding. Hiding. Molly, I guess. Okay, so Maybe. this must be there. Like he's like, I'm a doctor. Lucky yeah. sees that Carolyn's alone. He looks like he's straight out of SCTV. He looks like now John Carolyn Candy. likes it. Why? Oh. Even John Candy, when he would play that kind of character in a tuxedo and yeah, he would. He did a what was it? Uh, he hosted. He was like a horror movie host guy. Oh, like, when he was the vampire guy. Yeah. yeah. It was in 3D. Da da da. Ooh. <laughs> John Levitz did something like that on Saturday Night Live. He was trying to hypnotize as uh, hypnotize people. Huh. Okay, so now Lucky is inviting Carolyn, who he doesn't know it's his sister, to her his club. And she's uh, like, Oh, I love attention and money and my sister does that, so okay. <laughs> now she look, the doctor hears a little whorish voice. It sounds so familiar. Oh boy. Oh, sounds like my wife. Here's yeah, Phil Hartman. <laughs> yeah. Or Gary Kroger. Oh, oh he looked wife. in. She Husband. sees him. Wife, husband, wife, husband. Huh. Ah. ah, close the door. Oh, she's gonna hide under the bed, or is there that fat guy still under there? He has his heart broke. Yeah, right. Hide under the bed. What are you doing under here? I it gets okay. me off. Now we are back at a class joint, and Whoa, that joint can't is can't. lucky. Hello, legs, legs everywhere. Welcome to Step You can tell it's the 30s because they're not doing this for the troops. Lovely. <laughs> oh, there they Bingo. God, the 30s, huh? Crazy. So now she's like, it's like the beginning was for May. Carolyn is getting hooked. They're doing the hook part. Yeah. Oh, it's that, that music and the dance number that really entices people. Yeah, We're the Martin music is what hooks me about these places. That that <laughs> pukey sounding clarinet <laughs> strings. It's perpetually right. puking. It sounds like it's a hairball, the clarinet or something. A saxophone, like the, sax, the kind of saxophone that's not sexy. <laughs> Oh, he's trying to hook her on gambling and she's not buying it. Here, put money on a number. It's my money. Go ahead, it's all in fun. What do I do with this? Put it on a number. All right. Sorry I lost your money, money, mister. (laughs) I'm a nice person. Oh. It's okay. They They still call me lucky. Oh, uh, what's this? Scientists this acclaimed... This is just establishing that out in the straight world, doctors having a acclaimed. good career. Oh, she's, she's reading about it in the newspaper? It. With a photo? Man, what a waste of paper. Look at how she's drinking. She's drinking. She shot that back like that. It's early. Yellow. It's her morning paper. I know. Oh, it could be the uh, evening sun. It's the... No, the it's the morning edition. sun. The late Claritin. Final call. Uh oh. She's tired. She's sleepy. So I guess the scummy club is where 
Frank does a bunch of prostitute business. I mean, um, Lucky does a bunch of prostitute business. Look who comes in the door. It's Carolyn. And finally, May takes notice. Oh, no. Do you see how Lucky threw a menu on the floor? (laughs) He did did not want to eat. Get this out. Chicken fingers. What kind of fucking menu is this? (laughs) This is my joint. We don't do chicken fingers. (laughs) Hi, cool. Can I get you an appetizer combo? What the fuck is that? Oh, that's uh, chicken fingers and uh, egg rolls with uh, popcorn shrimp. Yes. So now Lucky's like, what's the idea not paying off last week? He's like, well, I warned you about that raid. I thought we'd be square. And he goes, no, 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 pay me. Oh, there you go. I got to pay. Oh, you talking about the raid at the beginning of the film? I don't know. I don't think so because that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Well, no, there's my... Oh, look, I'm out behind. Uh Uh-oh. Look at you. You leave my sister alone. May? May I? Oh, yeah. It's too late. I love your mind. All right? you. Yes, boss. All right. It sounds like my sister, the one who's been missing. Well, that's a way to crash a party right there. I know that bitch holla anywhere. <laughs> was that my sister being put to him at a club? I don't think so. Why well, sit down? He goes, no, it was a, a husband having a fight with us, a woman having a fight with her man, something like that. Yeah. Boy, that's dense. Oh, now she's telling the police everything. Well, yeah, except that she killed Lockie. She's not fessing up that. We're getting to it. We're getting close. You're right about that. Okay, here's Carolyn in the hospital, and she's recovering from an abortion. No shit. Yup. Oh, do they say the abortion word? Uh, they don't. Listen, yeah. He is this. Any doctor who would do this. Any doctor who would stoop to, to a thing like this is a disgrace to his profession. Says you. Yeah, doctor. They, they just don't say actual abortion, but they say everything about it so that the audience knows. Wow. This film has everything. Now, he's our doctor husband, and he notices it's my sister-in-law. <laughs> oh, no, my career. Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm so ashamed. Tell me. <laughs> it's all right. Yes. Your sister's one too. Really? The sister has uh, no, one no, no. too? No, no, just a, yeah. a, a bad person. <laughs> she didn't have a. I don't want to say the word because they don't say it. All right. So she goes down the hall to the left. So this idiot goes to the right. Uh oh, they're in the same hallway. <laughs> Husband, wife, husband, wife. We've seen this before. She's in there. She just had a you know. Wink, wink. <laughs> really, 1936. She's not this child. Oh, sis. Sissy, sissy, sissily. Oh, sis. What brought you to this lowly fate? <laughs> 
It was so poisoning. Clank, clank. Step, step closer, step closer. I love that. That's in the movie. You've come back. Yes, dear. You've gone back to John. Such acting. Of course, darling. You're more dead air than our show. <laughs> I know. That's the sound of the movie, man. This is before they scored everything. It was just a cheap production, that's all. Carolyn, right there, she was in King Kong, man. You know why. This acting. I'm here to see a giant ape on the theater. I'm a theater goer. <laughs> I'm a theater goer, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see the giant ape on the stage. I drove all the way from New Jersey to see this. Cross the bridge. Now, you know that we know the term reefer madness. Right. But there was also one called Marijuana in 1934. And that dive restaurant where Carolyn was slumming, that was, that's in that. No way. So I guess this guy just kept reusing his set. Oh, I mean, it must be his house in the diner down the street or something. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So there was a, a Marijuana. I've seen that. I've seen Reefer Madness. I've seen Assassin of Youth, which is my favorite. And now, this, Carolyn yeah. is dead. No. Really? Yep. Oh. And in May's mind, it was lucky. It was he? Did she? Uh, who was the? F- uh, how can I put this? Was he the one who? Uh, Lucky's the club owner who, you know, said you owe me ten thousand dollars. No, but did he, so, knock, did he knock up her sister? Uh, yeah. Or uh, well, he. I don't know, but he brought the sister into a life in which she got knocked up and had an abortion and it killed her okay so this guy's like it's a happening again Nabossa. it is a raid <laughs> raid yeah the bugs right yeah so he's like off to tell everyone raid it's a raid it's a raid top, top. raid raid top, top. Yeah. all the termites get in here Raid! We got a hotel for you. Oh, I love it. I can't wait to check in and then check out. Oh, well. <laughs> no, no, you you do not. <laughs> I got some good news and some bad news. You can check in. Yeah, but what's the bad news? He is hiding what? Shit before they gets raided? Uh, too late. Oh, a gun. He got open the door nose. again. The barrel of a gun just came in the room. And then a first-person view of the killer looking at him. And the gun. We don't know who the killer is yet. Oh, it's... Holy... Look at that sneer. She is sneering. Her nostrils are flaring. She looks like Dick Tracy with those nostrils. Yeah, that's a Dick Tracy sneer right there. Yeah. Yeah, see? Dick Tracy. That's how I used to talk. Like a Gertie Robinson. He goes, don't be silly. You wouldn't kill a guy like me. And then, pow. Here we go. He's going to pow. How did Dick Tracy talk in the serials? He was like, listen, flat top. The law is... I don't remember. I know how... I don't remember. I know how Warren Beatty did it. Okay, look. I'm pretend shot. Oh, I know. Those six bullets. He's still, he's still standing. 
Follow. Uh, There's no blood anywhere. Lucky dead. Lucky yeah. go. Now she's going, I did it. I killed him. Yes, I killed him. I wish I could have done it a hundred times. That That's what she said. Well, that was in uh, Gambling Without Souls, Gambling with Souls 2, 3, 4 to 101. <laughs> yeah. My wife has been dragged to a mire of so he's saying, can't you let my wife go? She was obviously duped. And he's, now the district attorney's not mad at her anymore. He knows the backstory, but he's like, it's up to a judge and jury, not me. <laughs> yeah, I would let her go. That's her. Hasn't she suffered enough? No, she shot a man. Yes, there is. You can give me back my wife. The story of a man. Nothing. But that will have to be decided by a judge and jury. Oh, damn law. You darn rule of damn law. Damn rule of crime does not pay. <laughs> Thank yeah, you for the end. Wow. By the door. All right, well, that was it, ladies and gentlemen. Gambling with Souls. Carl, what did you think of the movie Gambling with Souls? I guess I enjoyed it. I don't know. It was a good choice for your film, Lots to Talk About. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, this, these are classic movies. I know that Something Wild Video had it uh, available. and uh, So, you know, like during the 80s, people t- made fun of these movies. But, yeah, it was a pre-code. It was good. It was exciting. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't recommend it. Special show next week, right? Yes. So that's – thank you, Carl. We're not going to play a trailer, but we'd love for you to uh, still – Relish the time, because next week, uh, next Sunday, we have a special show with a live audience. We are part of the San Francisco Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, fourth annual, and they're including shows. So we will be doing the most ambitious show to date. We are, listen, my friends, this is going to be epic. We are going to have an audience. It's going to be a major party. So listen to this. Carl will be in New Jersey on the phone. Here in San Francisco, we are opening up our studio in our performance space where I will be there on a live mic with an audience and Carl will be on the speaker uh, of the uh, stereo and we will be watching a movie projected on the wall with one of the movie creators. So it will be Tim Pizza will be our guest. We'll have a guest. I'll be on stage with him. Carl will be on the speaker and we will watch his movie. Uh, We will talk over it. And then we will watch Rat Fink a Boo Boo, the great, great film from the 60s, which was on our seventh show. And uh, I, when I, I knew about it from Golden Turkey Awards, the Medvid book, and I saw it on TCM, and I just love this film, and it's on YouTube. And it's my favorite bad movie, my favorite good movie. <laughs> Rat Fink a Boo Boo. Rat Fink a Boo Boo. So that'll be uh, next week along with Tim Pizza with a, with a short. We'll be, uh, and we'll have an audience. We already have reservations. If you go to Eventbrite and type in Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival here in the Bay Area, you will uh, see a link and you can reserve tickets. And people have reserved tickets, Carl. Free tickets. Free tickets. Yeah, we love a donation. The station, of course, and uh, the station, as part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, have live stand-up comedy shows that will be here in the station, as well as broadcasting as usual, and available as podcasts. And these comedians are from around the country, so it's not just all the good San Francisco comics. It's other comics. Yep. Yeah. So uh, you should check that out, uh, Carl. Why don't you go ahead and let us know what's going on, and I'll get the end music ready for the show. Okay, so um, 
March 24, we also have something with the podcast. It's called the Promote Your Podcast Comedy Show, and it's in New Jersey. Sorry, San Francisco. But you could fly here, but I know you won't. So oh, yeah. Mike Spiegelman will be appearing via Skype on this show. Okay, I'm going to try my best to somehow tape that. I don't know what I can – I don't know. I'll yeah. figure it out. Oh, it's going to be true. I'll be live. It's a Sunday. Well, all right. Well, that sounds great. I, I'm looking forward to performing on Skype live to your uh, Scotty's in New Jersey in Springfield. Scotty's Pub and Comedy Cove. Yeah, the good old steakhouse. So, um, well, thank you guys. So next week is our special live show. If you're in San Francisco, we would love for you to be here and be part of the audience. If you're not, check it out. We drop every Sunday on iTunes and other podcast uh, services as L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That is our acronym. And uh, we are all over social media. And we're still right. existing. We're here for another week. Right, Carl? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's right. And right. live next week. Live next week. Buy tickets. Uh, yeah, tickets. buy tickets. Come Reserve support tickets. us in San Francisco. All right. Well, that's it. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I fucked up again, Carl. Oh, well, thank you still, because that's cool. It, you know what it is? It's entertaining. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, oh, we'll be more professional next week. All right. I can pull my guitar up. Bye. Bye. My turn-ons are sad. I like to pee outdoors. You should follow me on Twitter. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. Asiento. <laughs> Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink. Have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays. Taco Tuesdays. First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento.
Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips, don't. <laughs> anything about it sorry all on my limited view yes every tuesday from 12 to 2 uh oh you can if you can also find us on apple Podcasts. oh yeah and google play and stitcher itunes oh you already said that tune in radio uh stitcher you said that spotify oh my god there's just so many and overcast um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, M-O-V podcast is our handle. 
Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought or two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even going to be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Mutiny Radio listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians bringing you 
comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets. $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. person to host this show. Everybody, put your hands together for Justin Lockwood! Keep it going for Pam! Thank you all so much for coming out. It's the last show of the night. Make some noise! We're smoking weed indoors. Yeah! A little bit of a surprise just to start the evening off. Uh, this is actually an intervention. You all need help. <laughs> it's the only way we could do it. This is amazing. Thank you all for coming out to Weed is Legal here at the Mutiny Comedy Festival in San Francisco. We're smoking weed inside. It's a shitty thing that this is a radio show. We need some... <laughs> doesn't translate over the airwaves. Everybody who's listening, you have no idea what this room of misfits looks like. <laughs> um, it's true. Uh, I was raised on a, uh, on a working pot farm in the uh, 80s up in Mendocino by hippie parents. My parents are, <laughs> yes, give it up for my mom and dad, sure. Uh, my mom and dad are real hippies, like authentic 70s hippies. If you want to know what my dad looks like today, just think to yourself, hey, what would it look like if the guy from the Zigzag Papers and Gandalf had a love child? That's what my dad looks like. Still here. Uh, let's see. I feel like we're two months into this year. We're two months into weed being legal. And I feel like we're already running out of things to infuse it with. <laughs> I feel, I feel like we've gone through the, the food, the drinks, the candy, the lotion. I feel like we're running out of shit. My girlfriend and I recently tried weed lube. Anybody else? Adventurous lovers? No, just me? That's fine, guys. I'll do this by myself. We tried some. That shit is strong. We tried just a little bit. Didn't even end up having sex. Uh, her vagina would not stop talking about this dream it had. Um... <laughs> Super annoying. <laughs> Got the munchies. I just fed it potato chips all night. It sucked. It's awful. Um, yeah. Costco just announced they're going to start selling weed. No. no, that's true. They are. And it, it, really, it really begs the question, you guys. Um, how much weed do you really need at one time? <laughs> I mean, look, I don't want to get all judgy on anybody here, but like if you're buying weed and somebody offers to, I don't know, like help you to your car, maybe that's too much weed. <laughs> Here's what I really want to know. What I really want to know is, um, what is that sample table going to look like? <laughs> excuse me, excuse me, sir, sir, sir. Hi, hi, how are you today? Hi. Would you like to try some Kirkland Kush? <laughs> You want to hit this? It's good stuff. Can you imagine being stoned in Costco? I would lose my fucking mind. I feel like it would be cool at the time, but I feel like I would get home later, sober up, look around at everything I had bought, like, oh, fuck. Okay, 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 okay. The, uh, 
The 40 pounds of pretzels makes perfect sense, but why do I have a wetsuit and six gallons of mayonnaise? What was my plan here? My mom and dad are very upset about weed being legal, but like uh, as Pam said, that's because they've been selling weed for 40 years and they just don't like competition, you guys. They just don't. Uh, my mom and dad have sold weed my entire life uh, since I was a baby. Uh, I know that for a fact because my birth certificate lists my weight in grams. Um, it's true. It's a, it's a beautiful document, you guys. It really is. It's just, uh, it's just my name, uh, my two little footprints, and my street value. Uh, I was a big baby. I was born at home. It was the only scale they had. It's a true story. Uh, my mom and dad sent my brothers and I to Waldorf School. Uh, if you're not familiar with Waldorf School, that's okay. Uh, it's an alternative school. Uh, it's a hippie school. It's also not really a school. Um, I mean, fine, like, sure, like, technically it's a school, but it's like the kind of school where you can answer a math question with interpretive dance. It's one of those schools, like, I can barely spell or do even basic arithmetic, but oh my god, can I play the recorder. I mean, I fucking own hot cross buns, okay? I fucking own it. I don't really know how money works, but I can make a dream catcher out of pipe cleaners and dental floss, so I'm killing it. I feel like I lost some of you on that one. <laughs> anybody, else, uh, anybody else have kids? Yeah? Yeah, just one other sad person? All right, good. Everybody else made better life choices? That's cool. That's great. I, uh, I know some parents that can smoke around their kids. I cannot. I have a seven-year-old boy, uh, and if I smoke around my son, he just fucks with me nonstop. I'll get, like, really, really high, and then he'll look at me and say, like, Dad, do trees have dreams? I don't know, Shiloh. Fuck! <laughs> Oh my God, I didn't sleep for like three days on that one. It's too stressful. Hanging out with a seven-year-old boy is like hanging out with a just really loud, emotionally unstable hobo. It's, he's just little and sticky and he stinks. I spend most of my time just chasing him around while he screams like, I want a drink, I want to ride the train. I'm sad and I don't know why. <laughs> oh my god I, uh, I live in Berkeley now with my son anybody else Berkeley thank fucking god that place has gotten super uptight guys really really uptight every joke that has ever been made about Berkeley is actually the god's honest truth Berkeley is just a coven of angry lesbians that are all raising their adopted pets to be transgendered vegans like I love it but it's true my son's name is uh, Shiloh, which is a very straightforward name for us Jews. Uh, some of the names of the other kids in my son's class, though, have gotten entirely out of hand. Like a Berkeley school is the only place you'll hear an announcement that goes, pardon the interruption, namaste, please report to the principal's office, namaste. <laughs> Resist, your mother's here to get you. Resist, your mom's here. <laughs> okay, so those two are made up, but this is true. This year, <laughs> my son's desk buddy, like the little kid that sits next to him all year, his name is Kale. 
K-A-L-E. And don't get, no, Kale is a very, very sweet young man. Very nice little boy. I like him a lot. But I feel super bad for Kale uh, because Kale is going to grow up to be a man one day. And uh, nobody wants to fuck Kale. Just nobody. Nobody wants to yell the words, yeah, give it to me, Kale. You're an animal, Kale. Don't stop, Kale. Hippie parents have got to stop naming their children unfuckable names. It needs to stop. No more feather, no more river. I'm pretty sure Kale's little sister is named Arugula. We need to end this shit. It's tough being a parent here in the Bay Area. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure it's tough everywhere, but you know. Jesus, I am getting high just standing up here. I don't know if I'm going to get through this set without needing a taco or something. It's, uh, it's tough being a parent here in the Bay Area. Most of my friends work at like big companies in the city. I don't work at one of those companies. Sometimes we go out, I feel left out of the conversation. I've come up with a solution though. Uh, I just never ever refer to my son as my son. Uh, I only refer to him as my startup. Um, <laughs> Not going great, guys. It's really not. It's been seven years, still hasn't turned a profit. Um, you know, ever since I started him with my now ex-co-founder, I, uh, I kind of feel like I'm just dumping money into this thing, and so far the only thing it's developed is like a real attitude problem. <laughs> this is not the joke for this crowd. I have misjudged <laughs> this moment. Stuff. I have nothing to fall back on as a parent either. I have, I'm a very different parent than my parents. When your parents, when you grow up like I did and your parents sell weed, like it makes it very difficult for them to punish you in any kind of way, like whatsoever. It's just, you know, Justin, you better get those grades up or you're grounded. Okay, dad, I'll work on it. Wait a second, are you still breaking federal law, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm fine. I think I'm good. All right, let's see. What do I want to close on here? I feel like uh, I feel like we've gotten to know each other a little bit. Let's get personal. Let's get down to it, guys. Should we do it? Should we do it? Let's do it. Has anybody here ever discovered that they have a sexual fetish by accident? Don't make it complicated, guys. It could be anything at all. Okay, keep it simple. You could be, um, I don't know, you could be, you could be eating ice cream, some falls in your lap, and you get a boner. Okay, it could be that easy. I know you might be thinking right now, Justin, that's a weird example, but there's at least two guys here right now who are like, I'm going to try that later. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I discovered one recently. Uh, I was having sex with a girlfriend, like we do. She was on top of facing away from me, uh, a position that other people might recognize as the one where I pretend you're somebody else. <laughs> She's on top, facing away from me. All of a sudden, she sees her dog in the living room doing something she doesn't like, and she starts yelling, No! Bad boy! Bad, bad, bad boy! And then I come instantly. <laughs> Woo! Really caught me off guard, guys. Really took me by surprise. Even talking about it with you right now, I'm a little excited. It, uh... And the thing is, like, I don't want to talk with her about it. Like, I'm too embarrassed. Like, I don't want to own that one. I don't want to own up to that. Uh, I am teaching the dog to piss on the rug, but I don't want to talk with her about it. Um, which is weird, too, because, like, between the two of us, she is clearly the kinky one. Like, clearly. Like, really kinky. Like, the kind of... 
Like the kind of kinky where it's almost stressful. Has that ever happened to anybody else? Have you ever been in a relationship or somebody where like if you were in bed together and you couldn't see their hands, you didn't feel safe? Anybody else? Anybody else had a partner where you had to put bubble wrap down on the floor so they couldn't sneak up on you? It's like that. <laughs> All right, guys, we have an amazing lineup of comics tonight. Oh, thank you so much, because I wasn't going to remember anybody's name. I am, I mean, that's par for this show, right? I mean, if I don't have a piece of paper at this point, Jesus Christ, I am baked. <laughs> I have this weird fear that somehow my seven-year-old son is at home listening to this. <laughs> Go to sleep, Shiloh. Um, I don't know if anybody else has ever uh, had their child uh, find their weed brownie in the refrigerator either, but that's a hard one to talk a seven-year-old out of. <laughs> no, Shiloh, you can't have that brownie. It has medicine in it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you telling me I can get my medicine via brownie? <laughs> I've been getting shots like an asshole over here. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're curing everything with brownies, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I love it when he swears. I really do. It's so funny. The other day he looked at me and he said, you know, dad, nobody speak, nobody get choked. And I was like, I'm a great dad. <laughs> I, I am killing this parent thing. I wish that wasn't true. All right. Our first comic coming here to the stage. I don't know anything about any of the comics on the show tonight, and that makes it fun for me. Give a big, warm welcome to Brian Bixby. Thank you. Thank you. Good up for your host. All right. It's my first time. First time smoking weed on stage. This feels good. Feels nice. I don't remember any of my jokes, so that'll go well, right? They say, uh, people say weed, smoking weed kills your ambition. But you know, I've gone periods without smoking weed, and um, I'm just fucking lazy. Like, that's, I just found the companion. Ever spend a whole week on the couch just because you bought too much weed? Like, you just lay there for a week like you have mono, but you totally don't. Like, <laughs> so you just lay there, and by Saturday, you're just surrounded in empty wrappers and bottles of urine. Like, you, couch cushions just smell like beer farts and bong water. You ever? It's great. I think, uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, it's good that weed is legal now, cause. The worst part about weed it was always waiting for the weed guy. Like, the guy who would take one full business day to return your calls. Like, that, like I have less patience for a weed guy than I do for an ambulance. Like, if I'm bleeding out. I don't know. Weed is, uh, weed is, weed is good. Uh, getting high is, I, I think it's better than drinking. Like, it's better, it's better for you. It's, uh... It's safer. You don't do stupid shit. Like, they don't have a weed that's like, oh, man, this shit right here, this shit will make you steal a lawnmower. Like, <laughs> ride it around. It's good. Uh, we, uh, like, stoners, we, we never get naked and run around at a party. Like, uh, but I have been known to strip down for some sloppy joes, like, <laughs> occasionally. We don't really like, uh, like both stoners and drunks bump into shit, but when drunk people bump into shit, they just plow through and they keep going, right? Just, ah, I'm going, like, 
But when a stone person bumps into shit, they just stand there looking all confused. Like, what was, like, I went, I was at this weed fest thing on 420 and, like, I watched this guy bump into a tent pole. And then he stood there for a second and thought about it and then turned around and went the other way. I can't go this way. The path is blocked. That's good. We don't, uh, drunks, drunks have blackouts, but uh, stoners have, wait, what am I talking about? <laughs> so that's fun. I also, uh, I like psychedelic drugs of all kinds. I like magic mushrooms. Yeah. They're always so, like, enlightening every time you take mushrooms. Like, the last time I took them, I spent four hours just staring at a wall. That was it. And then I realized they were shiitake mushrooms, and I'm just a boring person. Like, that was what I learned. I, uh, I, I grew up in a small town in Wisconsin. Uh, we had a saying in Wisconsin. It goes, fuck, I live in Wisconsin. Ugh. This place sucks. How can we raise our child here, cousin? Like that. A lot of pedophiles in a small town. A lot of pedophiles. All kinds. Uh, I remember I even knew about a pedophile in a wheelchair. Yeah, a wheelchair. How did he do it? Dress up as a race car bed? You tell me. <laughs> How? I've lived in, uh, I moved to, we're s still going over here. It's just kicked in. The left. All right. I just, uh, I just moved to, I moved to Portland two years ago. I've been living there, and uh, th that's the first place that I learned about the world naked bike ride. Yeah, I will never do that. Forget it. I'm not trying to find out if my ass can deep throw a bike seat. Like, I'm not interested. I hate people in shape. I hate them. They suck. Like, I totally get why joggers are always getting murdered, you know? Like... <laughs> Cause fuck them. <laughs> I'm really out of shape. Uh, like, here's how out of shape I am. Uh, the other night, I was fucking. Okay. Um, you gotta believe the premise. Come with me on this, please. <laughs> I was fucking, and at a certain point, I had to fake an orgasm because I was just winded. <laughs> like I was. I was tired, like I was just breathing heavy, like, <laughs> and then I just made a face, like, and I got to stop, like, I wish I knew that in gym class, like, oh, if I just pretend to come, I can stop running laps, like, it's a good idea. I have cotton mouth. I can't even, I can barely move my tongue. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't, uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in myself. I, uh, well, I just, I know too much about myself, right? Like, I know that I'm a bad fuck. Like, I know that. 
I'm awful. I hump like I'm trying to move a washing machine by myself. Like, just... <laughs> you ever move appliances, just hump it across the floor? Like, ah! Yeah, baby, I call this two men in a truck. That's what I call it. <laughs> but you know, women can have multiple orgasms. I know because I read. Uh, <laughs> where I learned that. Here's what I am good at, though. Here's what I am good at. I'm very good at eating pussy. Very good. I work hard. I'm dedicated, okay? If eating pussy was farming, I'm up at 4 a.m. hoeing the fields. Like, I'm out there. I eat pussy like I'm hunting for truffles. <laughs> I'm good at it. I even take off my glasses. I do. It's special. But then she says something like, oh, put on your glasses. You're eating out the couch cushions. What are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I, oh, I was wondering why I found 98 cents in here, pussy. This one girl asked me right in the middle of it, she asked me, she said, uh, what does it taste like? That's a bad question. Not good. Because I didn't cleanse my palate, so I don't know how accurate it'll be. I try being nice, I'm like, wow, who made this pussy? Gordon Ramsay? This is incredible. <laughs> oh, you want the truth? What does it taste like? Um, it tastes like you peed recently. That's what it tastes like. <laughs> Just a little. But I'm down here because I love you. And because my penis is not that long, so. But let me tell you, uh, it is not that big around either, so. <laughs> Don't get excited. I never call it a cock. Can't do that. Sounds too big, right? Cocks are huge. They have big veins. Like, that's the thing about a cock. It looks like an angry dad. Like, it's, like it's mad you broke a window. Like, I don't have that. I prefer wee-wee. That's what I have. That's what I feel. I am circumcised. That's, uh, that's a good thing. Because uh, fuck a foreskin, right? I don't need that. It's the last thing my dick needs, a slimming hat. I don't need it. Here's why I think it's small. Here's what I think happened. I think it's small because I sleep on it. That's what happened. Right? Like, I think it's supposed to grow at night but I'm just smashing it down every night. I wake up and it looks like grass where a car has been parked for a year. Like, it's, it's ugly. Should say something good about myself. Uh, never underestimate the intimacy of eating ass. It's very bonding, okay? The minute your tongue touches somebody's asshole, they instantly know everything about you. That's how it works. It's like a psychic holding a dead kid's baseball. Like, just a wow. Billy says hi. All right, that's all I've got. Thanks a lot. Keep it going for Brian Bixby. You guys having a good time? Welcome, sir. Welcome, Auntie Santa. 
<laughs> Every child's worst nightmare just walked in the door. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Be good or this guy is coming to the house. I have a new kind of parenting technique. That's great. Uh, let's see. We're playing a game now called Justin looked at the next comic's name literally 20 seconds ago. Can he remember it? Nope. It's Ben something. All right. Let's see. It's Ben Harkins. Uh, hey, guys. How's it going? All right. That's pretty good. Uh so I was going to, uh, I went to a movie a little while ago, and uh, I was too late for the movie. I had to wait like an hour for the uh, thing to come back around, and uh, so I went to the uh, the Dollar Tree. You guys ever fuck with the Dollar Tree? I think everybody should go like to the Dollar Tree like before a movie, because uh, if you spend like twelve dollars on snacks at a movie theater, that's like popcorn and a drink. Uh, if you spend $12 on snacks at a Dollar Tree, like, you gotta be out of your fucking mind. Like, that is so much candy. You're gonna need a bag, backpack. You should put it in the bottom of your backpack, then put a book over it, or put a hoodie over it, or something. Like, those, uh, cause those kids at the movie theater, it is their job to look into your bag sometimes, but they're not paid enough to actually like keep you safe so you just they, you know they look and they're like okay yeah it's fine whatever take your skittles we know you have them i love the dollar tree man like that place there's just something about just being surrounded by cheap shit and just knowing that nobody in this place is buying anything more expensive than me like all of the shame and the decorum just falls right off of you. It's an oasis from the rat race, man. Like, like you just saunter around with your mouth open. Don't give a shit. You're not impressing anyone. I'm just leaning into shit really close. Like, wow, they have like three different kinds of scissors here at the Dollar Tree. I wonder which one is actually worth a dollar. Like that, like you can walk into a Dollar Tree and get a uh, black mask black gloves, a kitchen knife, a box of matches, and a Bible for the price of a cheeseburger. Like, you can do some fucking damage in this country. You can work half a shift at Taco Bell, take your earnings, and get famous, and that option is just always available to everyone all the time. It was, uh, it was a Dollar Tree by the mall, though. You guys, uh, you know how, like, if you go to the mall, there's, like, teenagers, and, you know, they're unsupervised. They're dating now. They don't really, they make out, but they don't really know how to do it yet. Like, it's just what they lack in experience. They make up for with, like, a lot of jaw, a lot of neck. It's really, uh, it's gross. There's no shame in them. I was in the Dollar Tree, and there's this, like, 14-year-old couple and they were uh, going at it like way too hard. And here's the thing, like, I don't think they should be doing that in the Dollar Tree. She was like giving him one of these, like on the outside of his pants. And like, uh, I don't think they should be doing that in the Dollar Tree. Like, but also like, I'm like a 30 year old man. Like, I'm not even supposed to be looking at this shit right now. Here's what you do, you, you run away. That's what I did. You act like you had something to, in the aisle. I grabbed nine volt batteries. They have two packs of nine volt batteries for a dollar. How's that even possible? <laughs> I, need a, uh, I need the smoke detectors to work in my apartment anyway. Uh, my girlfriend, she's a witch. 
and uh, she's always doing witch shit when I'm asleep. <laughs> like, she woke me up at, like, 3 in the morning, and she was like, hey, I'm, I'm doing a seance. I'm contacting Cleopatra. I was like, did you blow out the black candles before you came in here to tell me this? Like, because, like, I can... Like, I, I said this already, like, I'm a 30-year-old man. Like, I'm not afraid of spirits, but I can't have, like, unattended sage. <laughs> so, uh, you know what always gets my dick hard is uh, the music of Stephen Foster. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, Stephen Foster is an old-timey, like, 1800s composer from Pittsburgh. He uh, wrote uh, Swanee River. He wrote Camp Town Races. You know, like, Camp Town Races. Sing this song. Dude, uh, dude, uh, like, that used to be, like, the best song in the world. Like, that was... <laughs> That was the best that we could do. Like that, because nobody had ever heard music like that before. They're just like, holy shit, dude, uh, dude, uh, like, he's a man possessed. <laughs> that song was famous on both coasts of the United States before there was like radio. People used to fuck to that song, man. Like they. <laughs> People used to be, be when that fucking duda like first drops, like that's when people in America first discovered that you can just choke each other when you fuck. Like that is, <laughs> that's how it goes. Duda, yeah, all right, it's cheap. One more, yeah. You guys, uh, I like, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Little Caesar's Pizza. You guys ever fuck with Little Caesar's Pizza here? I like, uh, okay, it's fine if you don't. I, I, I don't know why I even ask people. I'm going to tell the fucking joke anyway. Like, I'm, I, I'm here. Guys, I, I love Little Caesar's Pizza because, like, they don't try to compete, man. Like, they, every other corporate pizza place is trying real hard to convince you that their shit is gold. Like, they, I think, like, there's this slogan, like, better ingredients, better pizza. And Little Caesars is just, like, every building that's a Little Caesars, that place used to be a dry cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> Little Caesars is just, like, better ingredients, better pizza. It's just fucking pizza. <laughs> How much are we going to pay for that guy's pizza? No, don't do that. No. Who's got money for that? Who has money for the Domino's Pizza pizza? And you bite into it, and look, there's another little pizza inside of it. Wow. Instead of crust, it's pigs in a blanket. So creative. Little Caesars isn't trying any of that. Little Caesars is just like, no. Like, I'm not going to bring it to you. No, you come to me at Little Caesars, you pick up your pizza here, but also you can't eat it here. I don't care <laughs> where you eat it. You can eat it in your car. Little Caesars doesn't have any tables. It's a restaurant with no tables. They, 
they didn't take like they didn't give up on selling pizza they just took the concept of Twenty seconds.